Winnipeg's Northern Royals are back with a brand new single produced by legendary Garth Richardson. The new song, Waves, I Want It All, is available now on all platforms and at northernroyals.com. If you're a regular listener to the show, you may have heard an episode recently all about band merch, about getting custom shirts made, pins, patches, stickers, everything. If you want to get that in Winnipeg and Manitoba, you should go see Scott from Divine Shirt Company. Since 2013, they've been supplying local Manitoba creatives with custom printed apparel, embroidery, digital printing, and graphic design services. So if you're in the market for new merch, why not come join the hundreds of satisfied local artists and small businesses and visit Divine Shirt Company today. You can find them on Instagram at Divine Shirts or by email at info at divineshirtcompany.ca. Winnipeg music is the best. It's weird and wilder than the rest. From slow leaves through to canter dust, pipskid pie with Rob Kirk's crust. There's Micah Ehrenberg's Art Week, Experience Black Galaxy, Overjohn, Blue Bloods, and Drake. What time are we at, by the way? You're almost off in 15 seconds, guys. From October 19th, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, Bad Gardening Advice will be announcing the 43rd annual Schmolaris Prize. Schmolaris Prize, Schmolaris Prize. It's the 43rd annual Schmolaris Prize. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio, uh, doing the remote thing as usual, because uh, this pandemic never seems to end. But uh, I'm here with someone who's been on the show before, but it, it's been a while. Like, you were on, I think it's got to be 2015 or something at this point. And uh, yeah. we probably should have had you on again sooner, but uh, I'm glad we can we can make this happen now. Um, the best way, I think, to get this started is if you want to just introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what you do musically. Yeah, yeah. So my name is uh, The Gumshoe Strut. Uh, personally known as BJ or Robert to some people. Um, yeah, I've been making music in uh, Winnipeg and touring around uh, Western Canada and down the Western uh, U.S. for got to be going for about twenty years now. Um, yeah. Well, and music, that, man. that that longevity thing is maybe something uh, a good place to start because I, I just had um, your label mate Epic on um, a few a week or two yeah. ago, and uh, he kind of had I think I'm assuming something similar uh, to your experience in that he hadn't released any music uh, in in quite a while. It had been like over a decade for him, and I, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while for you as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as solo projects go, I mean, I had uh, I've, I've been always you know toying around playing with stuff yeah over the years um i think 2015 i really i uh, produced gruff the druid uh gruff the druid album which is the last time i was actually on the show sure, with yeah. gruff yeah, yeah. Uh, to promote that uh that album was surface area and then uh, other than that i put out an instrumental album last year 2019 but yeah it's, other than that my last solo venture was 2010 i put out a remix to that project in 2011 so you know no nothing brand spanking new uh vocally until now until now right so and so you have uh i guess it's an ep coming out right i mean lengthwise i never know what to call something an ep or a full length there's always this like weird middle ground but it looks like an ep to me i guess i don't know uh is that what you're considering it yeah I'm calling it an EP. I had uh, my uh, one of my label mates, uh, DJ Chaps, actually uh, sort of just mentioned that you know it's just about thirty minutes long. I don't know if this still uh, qualifies as an EP, yeah. but I mean, in my in my opinion, seven songs, six songs with vocals plus an intro, so it's an EP to me. It's not a full length album, but sure. it is a cohesive project and that 
that yeah I'm, I'm quite quite proud of the way it, way it came together and uh yeah it's what i what i was able to put together this year nice so what i guess what was the reason for kind of taking that much time off actually rapping i assume you were still doing it kind of for yourself uh i guess out of the public eye right or, or is this was there a break from just vocals in general too yeah so i mean i think around 2010 i mean kind of going back to it right um I put out Too Long in the Tooth, uh, did a great release party back at, I believe it was called the Academy, the, the Academy, uh, food, music, drinks there yeah, yeah. on, on Osborne in Winnipeg. And after that, my, I think my next big show was, uh, supposed to be a release party where I was, uh, celebrating the remix project. That was supposed to happen in 2011. And that was the same time that the Albert actually flooded out. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so that that show ended up getting uh, canceled. Could not find a replacement venue. I actually had some friends flying in town for that, or driving through town for that show, but just wasn't able to make it work. And pretty much that was it. Okay. <laughs> Until um, the next solo show I played was actually just opening up for that Gruff the Druid CD release party in 2015. Yeah. And since then, it's really been the odd little uh, request for a verse here and there uh, i think probably most notably on yai's uh une- an uneven 11 album yeah, yeah. i believe that came out in like 2017 i think or 2018 um just yeah uh, did a co- collaboration on uh, one of the songs on his album and yeah since then it, i just, that was probably it in terms of what i wrote but most recently i think what kind of you know sparked me was a request that came from a homie of mine to do a verse on a song that he was actually producing with one of my uh, heroes on it. So okay. he had uh, Mike and I from yeah. uh, the legendary Freestyle Fellowship uh, Project Blowed. He reached out to him and I guess got him on a track and then reached out to me and asked me if, you know, he said, hey, I, I know you love, you know, this guy. You put me on to him, actually. So, you know, if you want to jump on this song, let me know. Cool. I said, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. like I, you know, I took that chance. I was like, I, whatever I can muster up, I'm going to, I'm going to muster up. You know, I only really needed to come up with a 12 bar verse, super simple, but that kind of got me, got me, uh, got me rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Got me, got me, got the juices flowing. I guess you can say, and I kind of rolled that into, uh, yeah, just writing some more music. And, and, and that's where heartbeat came from. Have you, um, during that kind of time off, if you want to call it that, I know you said you've been, you know, dabbling here and there and doing uh, instrumental music and stuff like that. But as far as lyrically, have you have you seen like a change in, in the way that you kind of go about songwriting or go about even just like your vocal vocal style since since that time? Or are you still kind of very well stuck in your kind of your lane that you that everyone's used to hearing you in? You know what I I, I think that I what I'm really excited about about this album is that. Uh, I think personally I've progressed so far um, probably to a point where, you know, I probably should have reached this point earlier on in my opinion, but this is my path. This is where I'm at now. Um, I can, you know, harken back to, you know, early music. Uh, when I first released my first solo album in 2002 clockworks yeah, yeah. and, and moving on to my follow-up album. And I, you know, I feel like, in some ways there was lyrically a, a dip in there somewhere, 
And, you know, I sort of found, a, you know, an even keel to, you know, sort of ride along with things. And then this time off from not really focusing on it or really, you know, putting too much pressure on myself or anything like that. Well, no pressure, really, because I wasn't really concerned about doing any music right. um, until all of a sudden it was like, hey, you know, like, I think I want to get back in this. Yeah. And just, I don't know, the writing that came out of me for this this project was... It came out of me naturally, but I feel like it's some of the best, uh, best work that I've done, and I feel like it it represents uh, such a growth. Um, I, you know, I, I think I was talking to uh, Rob Crooks, and he was just mentioning how it sounds definitely more polished mm-hmm. and and clean than earlier years, which you know some people may find awesome and some people might be like yeah i love that dusty sound i love that old you know off kilter sort of yeah yeah sound but for me this is the type of music that you know i've i've wanted to always make i wanted to always sound interesting and sound like myself but i i I always strive for this crescendo in my music and i feel like i've achieved that to some degree on this album cool Oh, 
shit and you don't know it the chance Passively aggressive, just throw them a glance So they get it just a bit and then they know in advance To keep a little distance so they piss in their pants Cards on the table, time to show them your hands I mean, it's, it's nice to hear that from someone who's been doing it as long as you have, that you still feel like that what you're doing now is kind of as important, or if, if not more important, than what you've done in the past. Because I think a lot of people get complacent, and maybe the time off helps with that, I'm not sure. But with kind of like, oh, I, this is what I do, I'm going to just do the same record every two years. And, and, and I mean, from what I've heard of it, too, and from what you're saying, it's, it's definitely uh, like, like you've grown and you've, you've changed and evolved, which is, which is really cool. Well, the, the, you, you know, it's funny you mentioned the complacency thing. I think that's a big part of why I feel that I, I didn't grow uh, as fast or in stride with I, even my peers. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, for anybody that's uh, familiar with my music, um, always been closely affiliated with some really awesome, awesome musicians, awesome rappers, uh, Peanuts and Corn Crew. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, one of my main... Uh, main cohorts um you know unbelievably talented mci is and you know that whole crew is just just absolutely incredible but you know there there's this point where it's it's almost like along for the ride yeah yeah and just not really feeling like i was growing um what at least in terms of looking back i wasn't growing in you know in really I had a sound, but it's it's not because I was purposely creating that sound. It's because I couldn't figure out how to, you know, make, get to where I really wanted it. Okay. Well, I've which done, is you yeah, know sorry. an interesting thing. This no, I was just gonna say it's an interesting, uh, interesting and weird. And I don't mean to be, uh, um, you know, whatever, like shoot myself down or yeah, anything yeah. like that. You know, that's not what this is about. It's just, it's just about recognizing that. You know, I feel like all that time off is just, I don't know, like even production and mixing and the cleanliness of, of, of what I'm doing here on this album, the heart BBP is, it, yeah, it's, it's just, there's, there's, there's an undeniable growth in my eyes and something I'm super proud of. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, one thing I noticed recently too, is you've been kind of re reissuing a lot of your older stuff on, on Bandcamp, uh, which is cool because I think a lot of people, um, 
you know, there definitely are some in there that I've missed. I, you know, I've, I've known about your music for a long time myself, but there's definitely some stuff there. It's like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> you know, so yeah, ha- yeah, has yeah. revisiting that stuff has that kind of contributed to how you've developed now? Just in terms of being able to go back and listen to things that maybe you didn't like, maybe things you did like, and sort of convert that into what you sound like today. Yeah, I mean, I think the the whole reissuing thing has come about just because the juices got flowing again for me in terms of making music again. And, you know, I was excited to, you know, revisit and, you know, sort of get my name back out there yeah. and start, you know, dipping my toes in the water, so to speak. Uh, and what came with that was this, this odd interest in all this old music. So, you know, some people just reaching out and telling me how much they love the Milton Allegri, EP, yeah, how yeah. much they love, clockworks my first solo album these are things that you know my first two releases back 20 years ago right and then i go back and listen to them and think like yeah like, you know like it, it just i've always appreciated them i've always you know had a fondness and you know special place in my heart for them but revisiting them now 20 years later i have a whole new appreciation for it and i can kind of see in certain aspects, what other people find interesting and find so uh, appealing about it. Did you feel that way at the time about those records? Like, did you, or is, are you getting perspective, like, you know, now that you're 20 years down the road, looking back at them? Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't feel about anything. I don't think I felt anything at the time. I mean, it was just exciting to put it out, get it out, uh, follow up on it in terms of playing shows, you know, hopefully sell some. Uh, you know, share that music, you know, get some feedback, things like that. I mean, I can think, so I mentioned those two albums and then I can think back to my next album uh, that came out after Clockworks, Let's Get Dangerous. That came out, I would think about, about maybe a year and a half, two years after uh, Clockworks came out. Okay. That, that album, I, I'd, I'd love to just have stricken from history. Oh, really? Uh, you know, like it's just, I mean, there's some, there's some high points. As, as I can call, you know, I would call that out with anything, but yeah. there there's just something about it, and I think, you know, a lot of musicians feel this way about some of their old music, that I just, I just didn't feel like it was fully realized, and there just wasn't, um, there, was, there wasn't a, a cohesive sound, and I was still figuring things out and trying to grow from those previous two albums and follow up on you know, the interest that those two had yeah, and just, you know, wasn't able to sort of, you know, it's that sophomore, uh, I guess, you know, slump yeah, or whatever yeah. they want to call it. Right. Um, that's just me looking back. I don't think that anybody else, I mean, nobody's ever told me that, but you know, that's just the way I look at it. That's interesting. Cause I think I, I, I this is my memory of the time. Anyway, I recall that one being the most kind of highly, promoted albums yours in the sense that there were t-shirts and stuff going around for it and i definitely saw that cd at a lot of people's houses and it seemed like it was the kind of the um i don't know the best known i guess of your solo records that and clockworks i guess right but well i had one good idea with that album and that was <laughs> well what i thought was a good yeah, idea yeah. It was the let's get dangerous uh track yeah again a, a song that you know i thought was interesting just because it kind of um you know took off that uh, darkwing duck theme song and yeah yeah kind of incorporated my name uh, into that and you know sort of played off that right but even the song interesting idea 
don't think I nailed it the way that I really, really like to, even at the time. Sure. Um, but cool idea, you know, cool to put on shirts, you know, a nice yeah, little yeah. quote. For Let's sure. get dangerous, you know, like, you know, I had like the, the three X's over my mouth, yeah. right? Like, you know, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun thing to promote. Sure. And at that time, um, so, you know, prior to that, I was working a lot with peanuts and corn, like in terms of touring with them, uh, you know, throughout Western Canada, I think I did a full Canadian tour with, with them right at sort of the height of everything that was coming out with them, park like settings, yeah, hip hop yeah. wieners, and, you know, all these things. Um, and I was able to, you know, um, honored to be able to, you know, jump along with that and yeah, sort of came off of that. And that was when I sort of was trying to further build something of my own, I guess, with that whole, let's get dangerous thing. And okay. yeah, but yeah, good times regardless, right? Yeah, sure. And I mean, it's, 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 what, I guess once it's recorded, it's out there in the world anyway. So you kind of, uh, you, you're stuck with what it is and whatever people, however they react to it is, is how they react to it then or now, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm just being fully candid, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not dogging myself or anything like that. Like, I, you know, I still go back and listen to all my old music and I will be like, Ooh, or I'll be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I want to know a six-year-old witness dreamer or a silly heart. And I sure don't want to know one who takes their student career seriously. In grade school, I made fools duck duck goose. Teacher would ask me if I think I made the rules. They cut loops. I was a badass, but never had the fuck to as far as teachers went. Little white lies were the truth. Then after class, I would stay to scrape away the gum from under the boot. Ringing somebody's bell like Zeus and Pat. The chalkboard brush for the magic poop effect. Wipe away with the teacher was earlier to correct. I remember in grade four when the principal tried to keep us in check. Grab the seats by the hair. Check your head and your neck. The tears collected in four eyes like a square. She told us to go ahead and fight right there. Some sort of frightening scare tactic to avoid when you don't have it together. And all she really wants is two students to make a pair. But if I knew the consequence, I would have made it worthwhile by sneaking up behind a sticking attack on her chair. I was just destined to fail. Fail. I was just destined to fail. Fail. I was just destined to fail. Fail. Learning spelling, science, and math. I got a little older and wiser. Smart ass started developing the attitude that I find. Junior higher, the hard class was Mr. McFarlane's super spire. Well, his face got pinker. I'm like, what the fuck? You can't call me an anal sphincter. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, ah, you can't call me an asshole tinkering around at the front of his castle. He had a sack full of intimidating expressions. His eye would twitch like a blinker. The past in the left lane. And after school, I'd get the blame. The mother wanted an answer, and I was the first name. Think it's disgusting. A kid half the size kicked to the ground from behind. The principal thinks that I'm lying. I'm like the name I find her was hidden just too hard to find. I told him to go ahead and suck my vine. It was grade nine. I missed the whole chocolate-selling driver, Mr. Jack and Moses DeBuda. Taught him to need money to stay alive. So if you have a basket of apples in that basket of apples, you have one fat apple. What do you do with that apple? You don't waste time with that apple. You don't put it in your mouth. You take that apple and throw it out. And so to be Yama's eye, the same result as elementary. I was taken out of junior high with a complimentary sigh of relief from each of the teachers on my way out. Grab my sneakers, my gym bag, and hit and find a return. Somehow it turned out, showed up. The situation was blowed up, but I was sent off to another school to just grow up. And to this day, I would never own up to a whole hundred percent. Teachers punish and expect the next day. It's all sewn up the asshole. 
much for adapting up to grasp a hold, gripping the love handle of a donkey being forced. And in the classroom, the temperature is very cold. Under conditions like this, many students prematurely fold. They fold, they pack it in, 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 they yo, they quit. They fold, they pack it in, they fold. They learn to spell the science of math. I was just destined to fail. at this point i mean like you know like you said you've been doing this for 20 years um obviously you're excited about the new record uh, as you should be but what is kind of for the average person who maybe has heard of you where do you think they place you just not not genre wise because you're obviously a rapper you're obviously making beats you're obviously you know writing lyrics but in terms of just like what do they associate you with do you think that they're going as far back as the milch and allegra or are they kind of associating you with your appearances on the peanuts and corn records or your solo records because i feel like out of all those guys and i've had a few of them on the show recently you seem like the most kind of uh, in the most nebulous kind of position where i'm not uh, it's hard to place you you know what i mean like stylistically and just kind of where you fit within that whole wider group of winnipeg and beyond rappers yeah so um I'm doing a uh, podcast uh, with, um, or should be anyway. I don't want to speak before I do it, but uh, uh, I spoke to um, uh, McEnroe about you know jumping on one of the PNC podcasts. Those are so great. I think some of this, yeah, exactly. And I think some of this might come up there, but I'll touch on it a bit. Sure. Um, is just that when I when I so when I when we put out Milton Allegra back in 2000, yeah. right? We got you know it got us some attention. It got us the opportunity to, you know, jump on a whole bunch of shows and things like that. Um, and I was the first that was ready to put out a solo album. I mean, I produce all my own stuff and, you know, I was able to pull that together and with Clockworks when that was ready to come out. Um, McEnroe actually offered me the opportunity to put it out directly on peanuts and corn okay. or, or, do what was called a P&D deal, a promotion and distribution deal, where, you know, I would put it out on you know, my record label, which was your brother's records, yeah. and he would uh, sort of, you know, distribute it, right? So manufacture and distribute the album and things like that. I chose that okay. portion of it. Um, I chose to go that route. You know, looking back, I could, I could say, well, what if I did put it out on peanuts and corn? Actually, right? It would have been a, it would have been PNC, you know, number whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And it would have lived on in that, in and it would have been promoted in a different way, and I, you know, would have, there would have been different attention, right? And maybe that could have uh, led to a whole different um, path in terms of my involvement with those guys, sure, right? But. I, you know, I really wanted to create my own thing. I wanted to carve something out for myself. You know, I saw the way that, you know, for example, like Nakamura, I saw the way that, uh, you know, Freak Show, 
you know, they had, they had, they were building these entities, right? Like, and, and, you know, there was, you know, Spoof was sort of a leader in that freak show and the business side of things, but also, you know, kind of bringing things together. And then you had uh, Macro doing, you know, great work in terms of, you know, being a producer, being an MC, being, you know, a label head, and you know, helping all these other people put their albums out and things like that. And I had sort of a similar vision in terms of the people that I was working with, right? I was working with, um, you know, obviously, yeah, I was yep. working with uh, Nestor Windrush at the time. His name was Satchel, Satchel Page. Page yeah. Uh, yeah, I was working, you know, obviously had, uh, you know, I grew up with uh, John Smith. Um, and so, you know, always had close connection there. And he was sort of the one that, you know, helped introduce me into the fold with, uh, with the PNC guys. So I kind of had this vision of, uh, you know, my solo record coming out. We did do a Satchel Page album on your brother's record. I still love that album. <laughs> Yeah, and there was an opportunity, you know, I think there was a missed opportunity to do a, you know, a Gumshoe Strap produced guy album at the time. Um, I think it worked out much better for him that he, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and that, that was what I chose, right? And again, same thing happened in, uh, I, when we put out, uh, Turn the Gun. McEnroe actually, when he got wind that me and Danny wanted to do this turn the gun album, he actually reached out to us and said, I want to produce it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I like, I wanted to do this full length album with Danny so bad that I, you know, it was like, I kind of want, you know, like kind of want this one. Yeah. So again, you know, another thing where it's like, you know, you have a map and real produced album. There could have been this 2004 that we would have been working on this. Right in the high, you know, high times, right? Things could have been different. Who knows? Yeah. So I think that kind of just, and then me always, you know, sort of, sort of living on that outside, uh, just just outside of that crew, and then sort of, you know, then branching and working with, uh, you know, Foul Tone Records early on, right? Working with Cut Down and Influence yeah. and, and Rob Crooks, Batman Grubbs. And, you know, working on uh, early Foul Tone stuff and putting out the Turn the Gun album, things like that, we, we just, I just sort of had different iterations of how I, you know, where I, where and who I was working with, yeah. I guess you could say. So, yeah, I just didn't land on a specific thing. But it's, I think it all, at the end of the day, comes down to this DIY type of mentality that I have, right? Like, I started off that way making cassettes in my basement sure. you know literally using the exacto knife and the ruler and cutting yeah the punk rock way slight, yeah exactly yeah. slicing up you know album covers and all that kind of stuff and so i think that just you know carried on and carried forth and you know i just had that i, I want to do it myself yeah They say the world's going to shit, but you know that it's been going that way way before the 45th. Before they protected capitalism with fascism, before the Triple K was active in Saskatchewan. This country's built on stolen land and genocide, the myths of white supremacism and the independent settler life. But we ain't buying that entire shit. We had enough of the fantasy. Canada has no right to exist. So fuck every Winnipeg 
cop, fuck the true north I used to watch hockey, now I gotta find a new sport They cleared the space of every cheery face and empty hands So they can claim how when they found it, it was empty land In downtown, the MTS Center is similar to Canadian mines in South America Where they murder with firearms, any undesirable When we're at home in our kitchen, sorting our recyclables Smaller than a period, a spot in an article Punctuate the thought with the rock in my arsenal Ready, aim, fire, the shot hits the target in the mark Dead center, star was much smarter than the finish It diminished apart, playing the martyr all hard Trying to climb up the hill, but the farther you get It seems the bigger the arc Pulling the trigger, it sparks Igniting all the artists and figures to march Way harder, cause we bite much bigger than bark When the going gets tough, we retreat in the dark As white as a shark Waters, uncharted territory, fear of a slaughter. Ominous like the dripping of water. Either draw a back piece or keep hitting it harder. You were just a dripping of waterfall. A ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. You were just a dripping of waterfall. A ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. How to take a stand without falling in a panic. Plan it precise, they can bite me, I've had it. Fighting the man isn't likely to have the desired effect that I'm trying to manage. Trying to pull it off like a bandage. In one foul swoop without proof, will only lose our advantage. This is Canada, they say it can't happen here, yet we all adhere to the damage. So what am I supposed to do? I've looked at the literature, I'm pretty sure I know the truth, but I'm just an individual looking through a pinhole while helicopters are circling all night outside my window. It makes me never want to leave my apartment, but even tenants in my building are falling deeper in hardships. People are organizing, but can't you get alone? You got two choices, you can join in or you can sit at home. Dripping a waterfall, a ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. You were just a dripping a waterfall, a ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. A ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. You were just a drip in a waterfall. A ripple in a wave, flip on the radar. A minute in a day, a moment in time is what you work for. The energy expend, just give it away. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I'm 40 years old now, so that mentality doesn't uh, 
hold as much weight, but... No, that's yeah. awesome. I, one of the things I've always liked about um, independent hip-hop is that it reminds me of punk rock, you know, because like, I, I got into rap when I was probably a late teens, early 20s, but I was into punk mm-hmm. rock way before that, and I kind of dismissed rap as a genre when I was younger because I didn't get it, right? And then when I started seeing local stuff and realizing that, no, this is punk rock, it's just a different accent, basically, like, it clicked, right? Something was like, oh, I, I get this now. This is exactly yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. It's just it's just the instrumentation is different, right? So, yeah, it's... Uh, and I kind of like that about Winnipeg is that there's there's always been this kind of underground scene of any age group, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, you could have someone who's starting out now and is maybe doing the exact same thing you were doing 20 years ago, uh, maybe yep. a bit different format-wise because they got the internet and stuff, but it's the same idea and there's... I definitely respect that. It's it's, it's cool that it's uh, still... It's still a thing with hip-hop, so... No, I mean, I love that. And, I, you know, that's something that I'm always, again, as much as I can, you know, think about it and think, what if I took on some help? Yeah. Right? What if? But at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm so proud of those those things, right? And, and, and it took so much pride in doing them. And, 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 yeah, like, just producing these things on your own. Yeah. Not, I don't mean in terms of just music, like, producing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole package, everything. Like everything. That. Yeah, the whole yeah. package, right? Like yeah. creating something from the music all the way to the to the whole package, right? Yeah. So how, how does that DIY attitude kind of now progress to this label that you have going on with Rob and with Epic and with everyone else? Well, yeah, I mean, like, we're just a bunch of dudes that all are homies. Yeah. You know, have been homies over the years, uh, at, you know, at different levels throughout the years, different touch points and things like that, you know, on and off, uh, closer and further. But I think really what it came down, what it comes down to for everybody is just an, a, an avenue to put out music and a collective to be able to support that and help sure. each other out. We all have interesting music. We all have a passion for it we've all been doing it for a long time and don't really have you know this machine behind us or have a infrastructure built behind us um to to support our music so we're trying to just build that you know not necessarily in a business sense but just in a let's get this music out let's help each other out and see see what we can you know pull off. I mean, Sask- it's Saskatoon folk rap records is the is the label. Um, DJ Chaps, Epic, you know, long time Saskatoon homies, pioneers, yeah, dudes that you know just bleed, you know, independent bleed hip hop, yeah, um, love it, live it every day, right? And it's just something that I have so much respect about these these dudes too. And when they invited me to to be a part of this, you know, they they just caught an inkling that I was dabbling with some music again. Invited me on to do one of their <clears throat> Instagram live sessions that they were doing. Yeah, those were cool. I watched and, a few of them. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it just kind of snowballed into being able to be a part of that that crew. I mean, and it's yeah. I mean, there's there's a number of different people. Like I think there's I think Epic was mentioning there's probably upwards uh, above 10 yeah, 12 something like that. Yeah, people yeah. so far yeah. yeah which is really cool yeah did you feel like there's any kind of uh i mean not that you guys need to do this because you've, you've all kind of established yourselves and you have your bodies of work and you you have this uh, kind of mutual um 
catalog of material you've all played on each other, you know, been on each other's tracks and stuff. But is there any desire at this point, you know, when you guys are into your 40s to sort of prove that you can still do it maybe better than other people? Like, is there is there some idea, like, it doesn't matter anymore, there's no business involved, you're not actively playing shows, especially because the pandemic's going on, but is there kind of any kind of, like, is there a motivation to be like, look, we're old, but we can still do this shit? Like, is that is that there at all, or do you not even care? Uh, I, it's, not, it's not a thing of, like, you know, like, proving I can still do it. It's it's just a thing of, you know, I just enjoy making music. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is for me. I, I That's why I've always dabbled, right? I just... I've always tinkered and wanted to play. And I think having that time where I was just not making or worried about making anything in terms of a solo project and rapping and things like that, I was, I was actually quite, quite content with the idea of like, yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to make another album though. In the back of my head, I always had this idea of, you know, making another album by the time I'm 40 and, you know, I play a lot of tennis Right. Uh, these days and I you know I had this idea of like calling it album love 40 or 40 love when well, you have a song um, now called that on the on the record yeah so so I was able to you know incorporate that it didn't quite work as an album concept or anything like that it might have been a little bit too cheese ball to do right, right. Um, you know at least it worked out with a song and um, but yeah that's the idea I just have a lot of fun making music I have a lot of fun playing with with sounds making beats I've grown over the years so much in terms of um, my production, I feel, just because when I first started back, again, going back all the way back to early music and even even in those middle years, like sampling a lot and yeah. base, basing a beat around a sample. Nowadays, you know, you can call it hip, call it not hip hop, you know, whatever. I really don't care, but I don't sample really at all anymore. Okay. It's, cool. it's, you know, I play... I, you know, I come up with a, a short little riff or whatever it might be and start building around it and just layer and layer and layer. And that's where the, that's where the, and then that's where the, the, the sounds come from. The beats come from, um, you know, they, and they sound hip hop, you know, to me. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I care about. Right. And I'm able to do what I do over top of them and be inspired by them. Yeah. So, Yeah. Well, and hip-hop is such a vague umbrella term at this point anyway, right? It can cover so much different ground as far as styles and influences and everything else. So I don't know if there ever is, even at this point, like a proper hip-hop sound. It's really, there's just so many different directions you can go. And you always could, but it seems like now it's more wide open than ever in terms of what people are accepting, I guess, as being within that genre. Yeah, I, and I'm sure there is. But, you know, what the thing is, is I probably don't listen to a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, like I don't listen to a lot of that, a lot of these things. I still listen to the things that I grew up on, with, sprinkled in some new things that I get either put onto or come across nowadays. Yeah. You know, like Epic was saying, you know, expanding beyond only listening to rap. Yeah. You know, that's sure. always, that's, you know, I mean, that's always been a thing, but I think more so in recent years, like appreciating old music was always something that we did, but, and I did. But nowadays, it's also appreciating other genres that are making new music as well. Sure. And, you know, hearing cool sounds and being inspired by that. Do, has this whole process of recording something new after after the hiatus kind of... Uh, I know it's not really a hiatus because you were still dabbling, but 
has it inspired you to keep going? Like now, do you want to start recording new stuff already or, or are you comfortable just going at whatever pace you end up going at? I mean, the thing is, is, you know, it's interesting because I have nothing else to do right now. Like can't go out and play shows. I can't go out and, you know, uh, promote this in that way. So may as well make more music. Sure. Um, that being said, I mean, I'm not going to force it and I think it'll come as it comes. I just want to, I just want to make it. That's, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm inspired to do it, but I'm not gonna, I feel comfortable in the sense that I'm not going to release anything. I'm not a hundred percent behind anymore. Okay. Um, just for the sake of releasing stuff, feeling like pressure, like a pressure to, to get stuff out. So with this new EP, um, do you have an idea of when it's coming out or is that still kind of uh, to be determined? Uh, I mean, it's all ready, set to go. Um, we're So it's going to be coming out on uh, digital format, but it's also going to be uh, cassette. Yeah, that's awesome. As well as, as, well as uh, limited run CDs as well. Um, the CDs I should have back this week. The tapes uh, should start rolling in, I think, in the next week or two. So once we have it all in hand, yep. we will uh, put it up, uh, you know, we will announce a release date, but I'm, I'm suspecting probably sometime mid to late August cool. as an official release date. Cool. Have you put out anything on tape since Milch and Allegra? No. So this is like another kind of throwback to the beginning, right? But, but happening now. It is. And it's almost, you know, like I, r- I really wanted to do something like 20 year kind of, anniversary yeah. type thing i mean that's why i kind of threw up the milton allegra ep on my band camp again it was just you know hey, it's been 20 years like, yeah let's let's let people hear this actually yeah. like digitally right instead of it being you know just this thing that people <laughs> you know i've talked about and yeah some have heard some haven't and things like that well it's um, really funny because like i i interviewed yai late last year and uh, he yeah. gave me a copy. He found an old copy of it because we were talking about that record. And so I got the tape, and I was super pumped about it. I was like, I've got this tape that I had never actually really heard. I heard a couple songs from it, you know, from other people. Mm-hmm. But I finally got this tape, and I was listening to it a whole bunch. And then, like, a week after that or something, you put it online. And it's like, oh, it's not special anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's still special. It's, you know it's still what? special. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I can give you, I, I can tell you, I made the tapes, yeah. and I don't even have one. Oh, really? So, so it is special. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's really I good. I was, I was actually listening to it today again, and it, it, it's still, it, it holds up. It definitely has that sound of that era, but uh, it still sounds really good, and it's it's cool that you have it preserved on, on Bandcamp so people can, can hear it, because yeah, it's, it's, a cool, it's a cool tape. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I mean, it's, it's one of the things on Bandcamp that is probably has... In, you know, in terms of all the records that I have up on there, it's it's one of the higher, uh, cool, has m- m- the most sales and most listens. One of the top ones, anyway. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, people do people do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, people appreciate the new one as much as <laughs> as much as the old one, right? Well, I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 recent, yeah. and it's definitely uh, it is the you know. I mean, I'm just looking at my Bandcamp stats. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that's definitely uh, in the lead, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think once I've only put out two songs out of the six yeah. vocal vocal tracks that are on the EP, and you know, I think there is 
four other songs that are equally as uh, strong as the two that are out there now. Cool. Um, some, you know, it varies in vibe uh, in terms of, you know, tempo and yeah and mood. But yeah, like very, I, I feel like, they're, you know, they're, they're all really strong songs, really strong production uh, and some good, interesting, uh, interesting approaches to, uh, to flow and wordplay that, you know, I think some people that have listened to me in the past, um, maybe came accustomed to, you know, I actually, you know, it's funny. I was reading a review, uh, of clockworks mm-hmm. recently and like an old know, review. The re- yeah. An old review. And the reviewer was talking about, you know, like really interesting production, all this kind of stuff. He's like vocal, you know, the lyrics are all there with no shoe strap, but you know, vocally, like he could use, you know, some variance in his delivery. Right. Cause I was just kind of like, just, just rapping, just, yeah. Right, I wasn't really like trying to play with, trying to learn my voice, play with mm-hmm. my voice, um, find different ways to you know come in and out and and vary up things, and even you know riding a tangent in, in in the in the lyrics, right? Like finding that that groove and kind of playing with it. Yeah, I think that's something that I've also somehow just clicked in me. Uh, on this album more so than I I think I was able to ever accomplish previously cool so I'm yeah I'm super stoked about that as well I, I think you know people that have listened to me previously and listened to this would would definitely pick up on that so where can people find I mean I know this is yet to be released but you have you said, like you said you have some new songs on there and you have all those old albums that have been reissued on Bandcamp what's the Bandcamp link yeah, so it's just uh, straight up the gumshoe strut dot bandcamp dot com. Um, you can find uh, a good portion of my catalog there. Um, selected portions of my catalog are also available on the streaming services as well. Okay. Um, as I said, you know, I'm kind of picking picky and choosy about which ones I want out there representing me as yep. I put out new music, you know, so as people uh, become familiar with the new music and maybe want to dig back and hear some other stuff, you know, there's certain things I, I want them to hear yeah, or definitely. don't mind them hearing. <laughs> and then there's some that, you know, I'm just like, uh, I'd rather yeah. put that out there no, right fair now. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe eventually, but you know, I, I guess anyone who's been doing it as long as you have too is going to have enough, you know, peaks and valleys right over the over the two decades of of music making it's it's gonna happen to anyone so makes sense yeah yeah exactly i mean and that's that's what it is that's that's just life right like that's how how it goes i mean there's there's artists i mean my favorite rap groups all have that same thing they have you know a catalog of albums that you know started off like wow and then somewhere in there i'm like "Mm." not so much and then yeah, and then all of a sudden come out with another album that's just like, what? Like, yeah. But then you could go back and listen to some of those things you thought, meh, and you're like, oh, wow, I was actually, I remember something there. Like, that was kind of yeah. interesting. Didn't appreciate it then. Yeah, you missed it but, the first time around, something that, that, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, eh, yeah, whatever. Right on. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad you're you're still doing it. I'm looking forward to that album being released. I'll have to pick up a tape. Um and uh, yeah, hopefully people check it out and, and, and get acquainted with your back catalog too because there's some real cool stuff in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I would just say, uh, 
to, to anybody out there listening, you know, if you have the opportunity, check it out. Um, while you're doing that, check out, you know, other artists from the Saskatoon folk rap records. Yep. Rob Cooks is putting out some really awesome music right yeah, now yeah. as well. He's got an EP coming out probably about the same exact time. Yeah, that one uh, sounds so pretty exciting too. Yeah. yeah, so there'd be a lot of cross-promotion uh, coming out there. And uh, other artists on the label, um, Epic's got some new stuff coming coming down the pipe. Yeah. N- Nalto's a really uh, slept-on dude, I think, um, in terms of this my circle. Um, sure. I know a lot of people aren't necessarily checking on him, but I think you know he's on to something there for sure and super excited to hear what he's got coming. I'll also have a 10-inch coming out cool. uh, probably in the fall, a split 10-inch. Um working on who's going to be on the B side, but yeah, it'll probably be select songs from the heartbeat EP and possibly, uh, an exclusive song just for the 10 inch. Very cool. But yeah, lots of music coming down the pipe there and we'll see what, what, what else happens. I've been talking to Yai, uh, from turn the gun yeah. about working on some new music. So there's lots of opportunities out there. Just see which one sticks, see what, uh, what tangent we end up on. Come on! 
Ha <laughs> ha!